Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. If your go-to card is a debit card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And there are no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast that is now exclusively about shrimp and hot tubs. Who ate the shrimp? Who was in the hot tub when the shrimp were offered? Sometime in the next two hours, we will uncover these answers. This is a true crime pod, and it's episode four of Clayton's Journey to Find Love, here to discuss all the small crustaceans, the NFL tie-ins, the C-list country bands, and of course, all of the drama is Kate Casey, host of the podcast Reality Life. Kate, thanks for joining us. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I had you guys on my show, and I laughed so hard that tears were falling out of my eyeballs. Oh, I loved same. it. Same. I was yes. crying. <laughs> Um, so let's get into it. Uh, a lot, a lot is going on right now. We're still sort of in the midst of the early season villain portion of this season. We're still just mostly talking about Shanae and how much all the women hate her. And that is exactly what is happening when we open this episode. It's the morning of the rose ceremony, which we did not have last week. And the women are just sitting around talking shit about Shanae and worrying that their cocktail party is going to be ruined once again by Clayton trying to litigate this drama, which at this point is mostly between Shanae and Elizabeth. And sweet Gabby, she's just like, I don't think he would drag everyone into this drama because <laughs> then we wouldn't have a cocktail party. And he would never risk not having a cocktail party. Has she met Clayton? Like, Clayton has <laughs> shown completely no ability mm -mm. to preserve his time with the other women by shutting down the drama. Uh, this is kind of the Chekhov's gun of the episode, um, because, of course, there, w there will be no cocktail party, essentially, at all. You know, for me, it was like a window into who he would be as a spouse and a father of daughters. 
like oh boy the girls sit down and they're all mad at him for not showing up to something and the wife's pissed because he didn't do something and instead of communicating he just kind of spaces out he like goes to another place and i just thought <laughs> ladies this is your window is this what you want for yourself well it would seem to give them a lot of uh power in the household dynamic if, true you know whenever there's conflict clayton just spaces can't up. really process what's happening yeah, potentially all of the power but then again all of the a responsibility of <laughs> for the, responsibility. the entire household any offspring and clayton himself so yeah because remember he has brothers and then he played football mm -hmm. so this is probably a whole new social experiment for him yeah. to be around all these he's women he's really only trained to be a hashtag boy dad right. and <laughs> that you know you can't guarantee that that will happen that's life so he needs to start practicing <laughs> Definitely. to be a hashtag girl dad right now and so as the cocktail party begins, the women are trying to negotiate amongst themselves to get Shanae to apologize and just kind of put an end to all of this before Clayton shows up. And Shanae's saying, no, I'm not going to apologize. You know, some of you don't even look at me when I talk to you, and it makes me feel a type of way. And Marlena asks, any specific people you'd like to address this to? And Sinead's like, no, it's exhausting. I'm exhausted. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so Marlena has been playing kind of like a house caretaker and mediator role in a lot of the scenes we see her in. And she's trying to sort of press Sinead a little bit to take this conversation to the next level. And Sinead completely shuts down. She's not interested in having the more... The more nitty-gritty conversation. She's also simply not interested in squashing this before no. Clayton comes into no. the room. Like The well, whole point how, is right. to not squash it. How would that benefit her? And so, of course, at this moment, when Marlena is trying to kind of coax out an ending to this conflict, Clayton walks in and, look, very politely says, <laughs> so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> he could hear that voices were raised and tensions were high, and he's like, I just wanted to give you ladies your time to chat. Clayton, like, does have the energy in so many of these scenes where he's like, I shouldn't be here. Like, I <laughs> yeah. apologize for being here. Do you think it's because he is still very conscious of all the criticism of his selection? Or is that just his personality? I think that's his personality. And I also feel like he looks so much like Colton Underwood and she looks so much like Cassie. That there are moments where I'm trying to to, to filter through, like, um, is this like 2019? Like, what's happening here? I feel like it's such a redo where that season was just so saccharine, and this one feels very saccharine too. Yeah, there are certain like similarities there. There are so they're just like types of women and men who just recycle on this show at oh, a rapid sure. rate. Especially <laughs> white, beefy football players. Agreed. Yeah, and white, blonde women. Yeah. yeah. All, every different type of white, blonde woman and white, beefy football players represented on this show. Yeah, that is the diversity that we crave and that The Bachelor it's, gives us. Well, it's the diversity that we get. Yeah, it's um, certainly the diversity that we've been given. So Clayton immediately just grabs Shanae and Elizabeth for a two-on-one chat. Um, I was like, why didn't they save this for a two-on-one date? Mm. And I get my answer at the end of this episode. <laughs> but Cannot he's like, blow your wad with Shanae too early, Claire. That is the answer. That's true. He, instead, he's doing like a uh, Jasenia and MJ. He's like, before the cocktail party really begins, I'm going to sit in the middle 
you're going to sit here and you're going to sit there and I'm going to let you two argue over me until my brain completely shuts down, which will take about 15 seconds. (laughs) And Elizabeth is really freaked out. Elizabeth is like, I don't know what's going on with Shanae or why she's going after me like this. I'm scared of what's going on in her brain. Mm -hmm. And... Clayton sits them down and he says, I need you to discuss this in one place so there can be accountability, which is not, would you guys say that accountability is something you would apply to how this conversation goes? I would not. First of all, I don't even think Clayton knows what he wants anyone to be accountable for, which in my understanding is key to the accountability process. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Accountability about what to whom, like what's the process. <laughs> I think uh, I think he just zones out all the time. I don't think he's actually living within the show. I think he lives in a parallel universe. <laughs> he's the on time. the football field. He's yeah. like reliving his greatest hits. And these two Gorgeous. women are talking about toxicity, about bullying, about shrimp. Right. So Elizabeth starts off by telling him that she tried to have this conversation to squash things that Clayton asked her to have, and Shanae told her to fuck off. Shanae says, well, I was mad. I'm angry. You're toxic. You're mean. Sometimes when you walk by me, you don't talk to me, and you're turning the other women against me. I mean, if this wasn't a red flag, this is not even a flag. (laughs) This is like a banner. And yet he's still intrigued by her. Which made me think she must look like the girl that did not date him in high school. There's something there for him. Like he wants to make it happen while there's no good reason to make it happen. My thoughts are two possibilities. One is basically you're right that like he feels some strong primal pull towards Mm -hmm. Shanae that is overpowering every other piece of information he's receiving. Or he doesn't give a fuck about either of them. And production yeah. really wants him to keep that. Shanae. That was kind of my thought. Like, he and so he's like, Shanae "What's the point of litigating this? He thinks if I have to keep exactly. Shanae. Shanae has to stay. <laughs> he already knows that. He knows he's not picking either of them. But like, Shanae is hot and chaotic. So you know what? You know what else is interesting? I was looking at her career. She's a recruiter. I don't know if you're the person that employed her for a couple of years. Are you watching the show? Going, what were we thinking? I don't even, like, I can't even begin to think about what (laughs) employers think when they're, because, like, the job that they're here to do is so completely different from, like, 95% of actual, of the other jobs that you would ever (laughs) have. The job they'll not go back to because they'll just be Instagram influencers. I mean, Shanae is going hard in the direction of, I'm never going back (laughs) to my job. Like, that is the plan. She's like, I'm Mm going to be an influencer. I have to stay until week seven and then go to paradise. And Oh, she's going. Don't we like? Oh, she, yeah. she's yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. already um, in Mexico. They have shipped her off right from <laughs> For filming, sure. I imagine. Just she just got spray inside Alita. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is like a crazy moment because she does seem completely just like she's whining. Like she has a very whiny mm-hmm. affect in these. Con- she's like, I'm just like complaining about Elizabeth. It's not an energy that you would think a romantic interest might usually like. Meanwhile, Elizabeth is asking her to get more specific about this bullying she's describing. And Shanae recounts the events of Shrimpgate. You know, Elizabeth (laughs) gave her shrimp. Then she and Eliza made shrimp. And she came out to offer it to the women in the hot tub, including Elizabeth. And Mara was the only one who even responded. And Elizabeth says, I wasn't even in the hot tub. 
when that happened. I wasn't even in the hot tub that day. And I just have to say, I checked the tape. Elizabeth she was, was 100% there. there. The platter of shrimp was passed Ooh. over her head. I think it's an open question whether <laughs> she's lying or she just genuinely, like, this moment did not register for her. I think she takes glee in watching this woman unravel. And I also am fundamentally bothered by the idea of shrimp passed over a hot tub. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's like shrimp. I don't like shrimp on top of like a pizza for the same reason. Two hot things should not be melded together. That well, You know what? Happen. That is a good point. Like if I'm in a hot tub, the thing I don't <laughs> want at that moment is shrimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seafood in a hot tub. It's like it came out of the water for a reason. Correct. Staying out of the water. Um, Elizabeth, however, I do think, like, I can't tell whether, I don't think she's enjoying being caught up in the drama, but I do think that there is something a little bit weirdly telling about the fact that Mm -hmm. she doubles down on not having even been in the hot tub at all that day, Mm -hmm. which is that... She does take satisfaction in being like the calm. Oh yeah, she's one. like, oh honey, oh, oh you sweetie, oh. I wasn't even there. And oh, I was like, Elizabeth, this be is not a this? good look. It like, was we know that you were there. It was a bad look, and it wasn't even tactical. Like, well, it didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> Let's just say it didn't work. Um, Clayton doesn't really care who's being cool and, co- cool and collected and who's being whiny and difficult. He just doesn't want to be there anymore. So he gets up and he excuses himself. And I think we have a clip of his reaction to how this conversation <laughs> has gone. I don't know how to address this situation right now. We're not talking about relationships. We're not talking about growing together. We're talking about shrimp in the hot tub and whether or not Elizabeth is there. We're not resolving conflict. We're talking about shrimp. Yeah, well, the comp that's the thing. People keep being saying like, oh, we're just talking about shrimp. And I'm like, no, the conflict is about shrimp. Correct. But by talking about the shrimp, you are talking about the, the conflict. conflict. Yeah. And he's just like distracted by the shrimp element. Meanwhile, Elizabeth also gets up and leaves. Um, after she and Shanae continue to argue without Clayton present. Well, Elizabeth, she's a lady. So she will <laughs> respectfully remove herself. Yes. Uh, she's like, be- yeah, because I'm a lady. And as she walks away, Shanae says, yeah, fake one. And Elizabeth then appears to hear fat. a fat one. Yeah, that was awful and then she enters the room and says she just called me fat at which all the women in prom dresses scream they yelp like animals in the wild like how could you do that when in fact she just said fake yeah i mean again in this moment i'm just like does elizabeth not hear her like or is she spinning like it's just uh, uh it's it's hard because Shanae is so awful that I really just find myself really wanting to be on Elizabeth's side. And then I keep being like, but why is she doing that? You know, like, yeah, again, neither of them are coming off well. No, Not but I, I feel like I'm different because then I'm always trying to find out the backstory of somebody. And I saw that she's a 32 year old real estate consultant, which is always or advisor, which is like, what does that mean? Like you're advising <laughs> people on the sale of maybe being a broker. What does that mean? But I thought. If you were to buy or sell a condo, is Elizabeth the person after you see her make that comment about fake and get in a fight about shrimp? I don't know what the future is for Elizabeth, but it's not going to be Bachelor in Paradise. 
I do wonder, like, if you come on to this show and you're someone who has, like, a steady career, like, a stable career, and then you find yourself, like, sucked into drama. Yes. That must be terrifying in a way. Yes. And I'm sure she's trying to present herself Cur- really yeah. carefully to come out as unscathed as possible. I And we've talked to people who are on the show who are like, I couldn't go back to my job <gasps> because I yeah. was edited oh, wow. as a villain on the show. And it can be... Really, really financially devastating. So she's probably really maneuvering now to try to like. I think she's come maneuvering, very... and she's also just really fucking annoyed with Shanae. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so you see yeah. her like oscillating between trying to be tactical or careful or the bigger person, and just being like petty because she doesn't like this yeah. woman. I do For think sure. that there's probably an element of I could tell Clayton like. Yeah, I was in the hot tub, but, like, I just didn't happen to hear her offer the shrimp until it was already there. Or you could just go for a flat denial, and in the moment, it sounds cleaner and more like Shanae is the crazy one. I think so. Um, And I think that might have been it. If you're in that situation, you want to differentiate yourself from the other crazy person, right? So maybe she's like, I've got to fall on the sword for all these other women by amplifying her craziness so we get her off the boat, you know? So maybe I'll yeah. do that as a way to make him see her craziness. Because I'm just he still shocked flags. that yeah. she yeah. never came out and said, to be clear, this entire conflict began because Shanae was widely sharing my, like, neurodivergent status to the mm-hmm. entire house without my permission. So I don't even know why we're talking about the hot tub. Like, that would have been an, perhaps a smarter a smarter That's response. The thing. I think she doesn't want to be seen as Tattling. going low. And yeah. so in a weird way, she is not saying the things that she needs to say to properly defend her. I mean, the weird thing about the origin of this conflict is that it goes back even further to just Shanae being like, one in one No one in the house appreciates my unique personality. Yeah. And then sort of throwing Elizabeth under the bus for that because Elizabeth didn't make eye contact with her once. Like, that, it's very murky to me Ugh. still. But it keeps coming back to, I lose all my sympathy for Shanae because no one is obligated to, like, talk to you just because they're walking past you. Like, it's mm-hmm. every time that she's like, I'm being bullied because these women aren't going out of their way to, like, make conversation with me. That is not bullying. Just, <laughs> no not, one is obligated to, to be that. your best friend. They are obligated not to be actively cruel to you. I think that's a fair assumption. But yeah, once you are actively cruel to other people, you don't then earn you're not entitled then to people's like attention and affection. And I find that yeah. very odd. And she's in this She whole... doesn't think there should be consequences Ugh. for her no. specifically. Only Shanae... for her. For everyone else though. Many consequences. Shanae's from a small town. Remember in her opening package, mm-hmm. she's like, I gotta get out of Dodge. Like I'm sick of this. I gotta blow this taco stand. So I always think maybe this is somebody who has gotten her way because she's from the small town and, and she's probably, you know, one of the more attractive girls and she's like the homecoming princess and that somehow even though she graduated from high school all these years ago she's still living in that small town mentality where everybody does everything for me and now she's has this realization that she's a small fish in a big pond that's interesting i i always hesitate to 
psychoanalyze, but oh, it not is me. Like something, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that that is something that you have like happening at the Bachelor Mansion. They all show up night one, and many of them are used to being like the center, the center, yeah. or the guy, the one that the guys court, and instead they're. 30 of the hottest women in their respective and I don't, social yeah, circles. And I don't think she's used to it. So she's awkward because she doesn't know how to be around other women competing for the same guy because she's always been the all-star. So I think there is a layer yeah. of that, which is strange because she's in her late 20s. But I think that or, that's what she's used to. Or she's strategically doing a Courtney Robertson Maybe, in the vein yeah. of of Cassidy. Yeah. Like in her in the moments now, she's like she's Elizabeth put poison in the shrimp. She I was shitting the next day. Right. Like right. she made me sick. She looks yeah. like Cruella DeVille. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> that Shanae is really leaning in. Like there is some natural awkwardness that she has, sure. And yet she she is rising from the ashes of her mentor <laughs> Cassidy. <laughs> And fully (laughs) cosplaying Courtney Robertson. And I have to say, like, for what it's worth, Elizabeth does sort of look like Corella DeVille. She is wearing a (laughs) fur-lined, fur-trimmed black coat over her dramatic neckline dress and a red lip. So And those lashes, you could take off. They're like winged animals off her eyeballs. Like, there's something else. Yeah, she's, she's like, got a... And, like, it's a good look, like... Cruella DeVille is a fashion icon, True. in my opinion. No, She's no been shame rehabilitated. There. there was an entire movie starring Emma Stone yeah. about her. So <laughs> Dalmatians how much killed shade her really mother, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so Elizabeth has been unloading on all the women about everything Shanae said, which again, it's like, is this bullying? Shanae just like put you through something quite unpleasant. Are you not allowed to talk to other to your friends about it? Or it's bullying to let them know what happened. Right. And Meanwhile, Shanae is loading up a plate of shrimp sushi and rejoining the group. And Genevieve is like, should we talk about the the conflict? And Shanae is like, I'm not talking about it. I'm eating. This is her tactic now. Do you want some of these shrimp? They're so good. They're like delicious. She just needles all of the women. And then when they try to confront her, she says, I'm not talking about it. I'm exhausted. You make me feel some type of way. And like, you can't really respond to that. (laughs) Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, she's like, I don't want to talk about the shrimp gate. Does anyone want some of these delicious shrimps? So They're like, gross. They're really like, yummy. They're like, fuck you, um, Shanae. Poor Jill is is beside herself. She says to the camera, I lost brain cells because I listened to shrimp gate. Well, I think she's right. Yeah. I think she's right. She, we all have. We are all <laughs> stupider because of this plot line. Poor Jill is like being unraveled by this show. Like Jill is like the... I've never seen someone so purely encapsulate the way that, like, the show can bring you in and be like, you gave up your whole life to meet mm-hmm. this man and then deny you time to speak with him to the like, point even where you just, like, where you're just, like, you're literally in tears because you haven't had a second conversation with a guy you met two weeks ago. And, like, it seems weird that you're that intense about it, but the show is, like, torturing you. Absolutely. Like, every night they're like, tonight, Jill, you're going to get to talk to Clayton. And then they're like, psych. (laughs) The stuff that they're probably saying behind the scenes, it's like, you know, warming a comic up or something. You know, it's like all he's done is talked about how he wants someone just like you. There has never been a woman to walk the earth as perfect for you, (laughs) for, for him as you are. And she walks into a room thinking, this is my shot. And then it's denied her. 
I would go crazy too. Oh, I would go insane. I would be Jill. A hundred percent. She definitely strikes me as like the normal one of the group. Like we would want to hang out with Jill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Jill Jill is the closest I think I've ever seen to what (laughs) I would be like if I were on the show. Um, And so I love her. And Genevieve is also, Genevieve is interesting. She's like got that very like soft, nurturing energy with Clayton and like a soft voice. And then Shanae just like, says like three things that annoy her and suddenly she's shrieking like you're wrong and everybody knows it shanae like you're the liar so genevieve and shanae are now having like a screaming match um about how shanae should have just apologized for bringing up uh elizabeth's adhd and uh, shanae says well elizabeth is a liar and Genevieve is like, what do you, like, explain how she's a liar. And Shanae says, was Elizabeth in the hot tub when I brought out the shrimp? And the women are like, why the fuck are we talking about the hot tub or the shrimp? But again, I don't it's like, care. how is she a liar? Shanae is literally telling them how Elizabeth is a liar. She did lie Shanae about that. Shanae is correct as as in this see. moment. But, but what Shanae does so masterfully is that she continues to shift the bounds of the conflict. Like, the reason mm. that I think... Genevieve and the other women are getting upset at this is that that wasn't what the conflict was about. And that's like, that didn't happen until they were just pulled aside. It is irrelevant to the larger conflict, except that this is now what Shanae is mad about. I disagree. I think it is absolutely relevant to the conflict because the whole conflict is that Shanae is accusing Elizabeth of being really cold to her in the house. And she's giving an example of it. Yeah. And Elizabeth lied about it. Well, she like, said she's I, bullying I think that's her. Essential. I, I mean, that's so overused in Bachelor and Real Housewives. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not bullying. I'm not on Shanae's side, but I am saying that, like, this is an example of the thing she has been consistently accusing Elizabeth of, which is avoiding engaging with her in the house and sure. being very frigid. I to think her. what she presented to the other women, though, was not that Clayton asked me to give an example of when Elizabeth was cruel to me and she lied about it, she moved the the goalpost to be like, the conflict is specifically about whether or not Elizabeth is a liar in this moment. And like, I think that's what Jen, that's what Genevieve was reacting to. I think there's just something so ludicrous about the idea of having a fight about shrimp that like none of them can <laughs> like it. They're like, yeah. we simply don't want to talk about shrimp. Whether Elizabeth lied about the shrimp or not, we, we don't, don't care. care. Like, we don't care. We don't want to hear the word shrimp or hot tub and said also, again at this point. they all very much dislike Shanae at this point. You can't yeah. come back from it. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. Meanwhile, Elizabeth is... This is like... This is masterful. She is sitting between two of the other women... With her eyes sort of downcast, (laughs) very erect posture, Mm -hmm. and they are each holding one of her hands in their laps as if she's, like, Mm -hmm. at her husband's funeral. Like, it was dramatic. The only thing that Elizabeth does well is her game with the other women. Like, she is really good at cultivating friendships and loyalties. Unfortunately, she's not so good with Clayton or in her conflict with Shanae. Yeah. Mercifully, Jesse Palmer finally enters to tell all of the women that, of course, Clayton is now emotionally disturbed as a result <laughs> of Shrimpgate. And thus, there will be no cocktail party. And we have a clip of Jill's reaction to this revelation. Well, cocktail party was canceled over shrimp. Shrimp. 
So now I'm not gonna get time to talk to him. And I feel like my ass is getting sent home. Over shrimp. I don't care about the shrimp. No one cares about the shrimp. I love you, Jill. <laughs> Does he get paid less if he doesn't show up to the cocktail party? Definitely not. He okay. should be. I mean, at this point, we're week four. He's barely talked, as far as I can tell, to, <laughs> to any, any of, of the women, except for Shanae, Cassidy, and Elizabeth, but only about Shanae. Yeah. Like, except for one-on-one dates, has he had more than a five-minute conversation with any of them? Like, He's maybe constantly a, just too overwhelmed to talk yeah, to Yeah, like a couple minutes with Gabby when she had that time up in a tower so Shanae could not interrupt in the lifeguard I mean, station. I, yeah. But, like, besides like that, no. <laughs> He's got to put more effort into this. It's like these girls have given up their jobs. They spent a ton of money on their credit cards to get dresses. The least you could do was show up to a cocktail party. Ask them a couple of questions. Fake it till you make it. Pretend you're interested in them. Here's Throw the them thing, too. If all you care about is squashing this so that it's over by Houston, have the cocktail party sit each of the women down and be like, are you Team Shanae or Team Elizabeth and why? Go. Uh, yeah. And get some more He doesn't even he gather evidence. Gathering. He is no. any evidence. Honestly, no. this is one of the ways that he is, in fact, like Colton Underwood. He is a terrible investigator. Instead, he's like, I'm investigating this. I'm squashing the beef. But instead, what he does is exactly what production wants him to do, yeah. which is he inflames the beef. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and say what you will about Matt James, but he was better at, at he this. He was. Yeah, he would talk to the other women. He would ask pointed questions. And to go back to our standard bachelor who just, like, listens to two women shout at each other with, like, his eyes squeezed shut. And then it's like, like, who could say? Over. Who could and say? And then like, who uh... can say? I'll just pick one. Like, it's so depressing. Yeah, there have definitely been other bachelors that would have finessed that with more... Uh, Ease and hum- humility and comedy. Yeah, this what he just like turtles. He just like withdraws, and the women are all furious. Elizabeth is sobbing. She's like, "I can't stand." I was losing to leave it at this. any of you, honestly, and like, I hate that I was a part Elizabeth, of it. Take, I might go sweetie, home. take take it down a notch. Take it down a notch. In her in the moment, her in the moment was the most. I wrote down. She says. I can't stand to see some of my best, some of my best, oh yeah, some of my best girlfriends in the world be so torn apart. I feel like she started to say some of my best girlfriends and then was like, wow, it's week four. I got to dial it back. <laughs> and then was like, how else can I finish this sentence? And then she was like, nope, I just got to lean into it. Some of my best girlfriends in the world are these women I met two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for putting that out. So when we say week four, you're really, we're really talking about two weeks with these gals and you're, they, to you, have encapsulated the best of the best of the women that you've ever met in your life. That's cause for concern. Look, it ha- look, connections form quickly, Kate. <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> this is the in bachelor the mansion. of the mansion. Villa de la Vina <laughs> is just the hotbed of female friendship. I get that, like, you can feel close to people quickly, but this just, this felt a bit like a bachelor line. Like, she was like, yeah. these are my best oh, friends. Yeah. Um, I'm falling in love with them. <laughs> um, Clayton enters and says quote, that he couldn't mentally continue on with the night and give you all 100%. You know, it's tough when you can't really Look, go out on as, the field as a coach, leave it all out there. It's really hard for him to to not be able to perform for the sake of the team. And Yeah. You know. So, unfortunately, it's straight to the rose ceremony, and he gives the roses to 
Marlena, Teddy, Rachel, Mara, Sierra, Susie, Jill, Serene, Genevieve, Hunter, Lindsay. And at this point, we're down to the final rows. All through this, the involved parties have just been doing absolutely batshit ITMs. And Shanae caps hers off by saying that if Clayton gives Elizabeth the rose, she'll shove it all the way up his ass. It will come out of his mouth. Lovely. So naturally, Shanae gets the rose. She's doing some performance art. Yeah, Shanae Mm. gets the rose. Avi. Avi. They could not, they could not dispense with her this quickly. Sarah, Eliza, and Gabby already had roses. So going home are Melina, Kira, and yes, Elizabeth. And I think we have a clip of Shanae's reaction. Ding dong, the witch is dead. I took her down. Clayton believed me. I mean, I wonder what they're thinking out there. Like, Elizabeth, was she lying? Was it Shanae? <laughs> I won. Elizabeth is gone. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you all here, and I can't wait to continue to grow and uh, make the most of the time that we have. There better be a wake-up call to them. Don't get in my way because I'm here. I'm here to win. This is what happens. You'll get sent home. You'll be walking down that driveway in your heels, crying. Don't with me. And yes, we do see Elizabeth walking down the driveway in her heels. I was really confused by what she said. Like, is she, does she, does she really think that, like, now that Clayton has ruled, that the other women will be like, oh, I guess Elizabeth was lying and now we're Team Shanae? I think so. She's so delusional, which makes her such great television. I also think this is some very solid, again, channeling of the Courtney Robertson spirit. Yeah. I definitely think that. I also am going to say, I get some, like, there's something so, not to be like a cliche of our own show, something sort of like patriarchal about it. The way that she constantly goes to Clayton. She doesn't think that she she builds relationships with the women interpersonally. No. She thinks that she Via goes Clayton's, to Big Daddy. Yeah. And he decides who they're allowed to like and be friends with. That's, that's, that's simply for, not how it like, works. I tell Clayton, then they'll be nice to me. And like... Ma'am, any human on this earth who has built any relationships knows that that tattling doesn't endear you to building relationships with other women. And I don't think at her core she really cares, uh, obviously, about building relationships with the other women. She cares about winning the prize, which is this beefy man. I mean... Or a lot of Instagram Or a lot of Instagram. Right. I mean... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Ultimately, a lot of Instagram followers by way of currying favor with this man. Meanwhile, she's just trying to uh, to navigate this as best she knows how by by delegating Clayton to force the women to behave in certain ways toward her. And with that, we're going to take a quick ad break. We'll be right back with more. Can you keep up? I like love. 
So it's been a few years now, but I still look back on my time planning my wedding so fondly. I mean, I was so excited to get married to my partner and to plan a big party that really reflected who we are and our friend groups and our families. And it was also very complicated and there were lots of moving parts. It wasn't always easy. Well, Claire, maybe you should have used Zola because you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place with Zola. Yes, I've thought this many times in the years since. I mean, with Zola, you have free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website. There's a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches you with your dream team. I mean, everything on Zola is just designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are super fun to create and a wedding registry packed with gifts that you actually want, Zola takes you from save the date right to thanks so much without breaking a sweat. When I was planning my wedding, honestly, it was just so hard to keep track of every component of the planning process. It would have been so much easier in retrospect and let me enjoy the really fun parts of planning a wedding more if I just had everything centralized. And that is exactly what Zola makes so easy. I mean, that is like the number one advice I would give anyone planning a wedding today. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Are you one of those people who thinks they don't have time to prioritize wellness? If so, Aloe Moves is here to change your whole mindset. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flower class that will fit your whole schedule, even if your schedule is very complicated and ever-changing like mine is. And their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day, which is so convenient. They've got award-winning workouts like sweat-inducing yoga flows, HIIT classes, or reformer Pilates workouts. Truly, truly have it all. Because you can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quieter moments. I am one of those people who really struggles to prioritize wellness. I did before I had kids, and now it's even harder because you're always doing pickup or drop-off. You're making a lunch. You're like dealing with some need that your children have or you're working. And Aloe Moves allows me to just fit those workouts in, in those spare moments when I find myself with an extra 30 minutes of time, I can do a yoga class. I can do something that gets my heart rate up and it really works with my lifestyle. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use code LTSI20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com code LTSI20. alomoves.com code LTSI20. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. As they should, learning a language is so important. So if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel, the science-backed learning language app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks, which is kind of wild. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college, aka so, so many days of waking up for an 8.30 class that I maybe didn't need to do at all. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Personally, I've been trying to brush up on some basic French because I am headed to go work from Paris for a few weeks. And it's been really helpful because my French is not good. But now I don't have to sound like such an idiot. (laughs) 
You can never sound like an idiot, but Babbel can definitely help. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. And the next morning, Gabby and Genevieve have been just unraveled. Gabby (laughs) is in tears. She's like, it's hard when evil wins. (laughs) (laughs) A little little dramatic. But uh, yes, they're all very, they probably were up late. Their friend went home. And now they're just at the mercy of this unpredictable villain, Shanae, who has Colton wrapped around her little finger. Clayton. They're scared. They're tired. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> apologies to Clayton. I will learn your name by the end of this season, uh, probably. But, so, maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. Uh, they're but they're like my two sons that I just can't keep straight. You know how And it's it is. hard, too, um, because Jesse looks like his father so it's it's he jesse palmer looks like the father of clayton and colton it's like it's confusing he passed down yeah <laughs> at least his name is different though True. it's like it makes it easier for me to not mix them up so gabby uh and genevieve are sort of trying to comfort each other gabby says you know i don't trust shanae nobody wants to speak to her and of course like she had like two conversations with elizabeth and suddenly elizabeth was her mortal enemy they all like elizabeth they haven't seen elizabeth do anything wrong of course they're thinking i, I don't want to target yeah they're like i don't want to talk just, to shanae i will open myself up <laughs> i'd rather be at the other side of any room shanae is in <laughs> Unfortunately, they have to speak and they have to speak to Shanae because they have to do girl chats for the camera and they all have to get together and sit in a circle and talk about how Clayton is feeling and what kind of dates they might go on and how they just want stupid drama to stop interfering with their time with Clayton. And during this chat, Shanae pipes up and says, well, I really feel weight lifted. Like, I can finally breathe. I can speak without being scared. And that's just really huge for me right now. I mean, wow. Uh, That's a lot lot to unpack. Before the other women's eyes can roll fully to the back of their heads, in comes Daddy Jesse. And he tells them, (laughs) there will not be a date. Here in Los Angeles, because they're about to travel. They're heading off on a worldwide and international journey. (laughs) Both, if you can believe. Both, (laughs) if you can believe it. To find love with Clayton, which is buried at one of their stops, and they have to follow the clues and dig it up. And This is Carmen Sandiego, right? (laughs) Uh, It's a treasure hunt. Stop one is Houston. And the women are all so excited. Woo! They yeah. r- shriek. They run to pack. 
the plane leaves in an hour, so they're I don't already believe like four that. hours late. Um, well, also, I, they're like scrambling, like, oh my God, I only have an hour. I'm thinking I've packed like six people in a matter of 10 minutes. Why do you need an hour? You just but if have you a haven't iron. packed, okay. you have to teach me how to do this. Yeah. I can only pack me and my son. It takes me all day. Yeah, it takes me like, all day I, to pack. What? It's, and also, yeah, it's not good. Even it's if you're good. just throwing things back, if your plane leaves in an hour and you have yet to pack and you have to get to the airport still, that does that timing doesn't make sense to me. That is nearly impossible. Do they get the uh, the plane? Do they get the ABC plane or do they have to go? No, they, they fly commercial. commercial. They fly commercial. Yeah. If they fly commercial, then this, this is just is, a figure of speech. Yeah. You're simply not making the flight no, at this point. Right. That's just a lie. Jesse is lying. It's just I call Jesse it. is lying. <laughs> I listen, Elizabeth, ding, lie. Jesse, ding. Yeah. Second lie of the episode. Uh, and so the women have now arrived in Houston. You know, they're posing in front of graffiti murals. They're shouting Clayton off a bridge. Um, so Clayton is now feeling good. He's like, I got rid of just a randomly selected one of the two people who are in a feud. I brought all the women to Houston. Fresh start. Everything's going to be great. And what do you know? A knock on the door. It's his good friend, Clarence, a football teammate from Mizzou. But more importantly, who, Claire, he's a father. Well, I oh, actually, <laughs> I wrote this down with emphasis intact because this is what Clayton says. He is a father <laughs> and he is married. He also, is. He was way more excited to see Clarence than I've ever seen him for any single woman. And I felt like. I mean, that's the most relatable thing about yeah. Clayton, though. If I was like 30 strange men or yeah. someone I actually know, I'd probably yeah. display more excitement for Clarence as well. My very dear friend. I think Clayton actually posted on Instagram um, this week, like, a picture of him, like, hanging out with Clarence's daughter. Oh, that's that like, nice. you know, there's, there's, I, I should double check that because I just scrolled quickly. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, they're actually friends. And, like, he knows his family very well. So, like, that that is, like, probably a huge relief to see. And to finally get some of Clarence's wisdom um he's like wow marriage you know marriage is so hard dating is hard marriage is like but he's really hard probably been married for two years maybe and he's got like a what a like 11 month old i love that when it reminds <laughs> me of the roll-offs audrey and um jay or whatever the the audrey's husband and they wrote a marriage book when they were like not even a year into it I love it when people very new to it. It's like somebody who has a, like a new baby and they write a book about like motherhood. I'm like, what? Well, you know, that's when you're really feeling all the new wisdom you've gained the most. And you're just like, this is definitely going to work out for the long haul. I think I think his daughter is a toddler. She um, is. And I yeah, am looking at so, the Instagram post and it is in fact very, very cute. cute. Yeah. So they've, I mean, and you know, Clayton's almost 30 you could see his his friend having been married for like five years, so like he's he could be a veteran for all we know. Um, I'm definitely gonna do a deep dive and try to figure out when their wedding was. All I know <laughs> is that his daughter is freaking adorable, and Clayton is pushing her around in like a very princessy little yeah tricycle thing. It's very they cute. seem like very good friends, and it's I think that's yeah. nice to see. It it's is nice. nice. See. It gives it, it, it nice. actually like gives Clayton a little bit of personality like to see him 
mm-hmm. interacting with someone that actually knows him, it's it softens yeah. him for me. It also makes me hopeful that he's a loyal person. Like the friendships that he made in high school and college are so meaningful to him that he referenced to Clarence. I just talked to you last week and it's that's a good thing. Yeah. He was like, yeah, we talk every week. I know. It's I really know sweet. marriage is hard. <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet. Um, and I will say I didn't find marriage to be hard um, until there was a toddler <laughs> and then it became very hard. So... <laughs> You know, uh, everyone can uh, be smug until they're co-parenting a, a tiny dictator. <laughs> or, a, um, or a middle school girl who oh calls God. you a bitch. Oh, yeah. God. I can't even. Terrifying. I can't even. Yeah. I got, five, I got a, five of them and the oldest oh. is in middle school. Yeah. that's a, I'm gnarly. only a parenting expert about infants to toddlers, <laughs> so I can't comment on that. But I am writing a book. Uh, meanwhile, the date card has arrived and the one-on-one... First one-on-one of the week goes to Rachel. Let's find our love in the heart of Texas. The five minutes into this date, I was like, oh, Rachel's the one. Right. Rachel's the one. Like, I wasn't, I was thinking it was Susie. As of this week, no. I am now feel confident that Rachel is going to win the thing. But I'm still worried that she's suppressing her personality because she wants to be the perfect person for him. I didn't I say their relationship was going to be successful well, yeah, long yeah. term. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know anything about this girl. And then there's a point where he's like, okay, what's your last name? And I thought, you're so into her and you haven't asked her her last name yet? No, 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 no I no. actually had the opposite Wild. reaction yeah. to that. We'll get to we'll it. We'll get to so, it. Okay. Okay. okay, let's start from the beginning. So she she run and jumps into his arms. A really stellar, stellar run, and jump. run and jump. They make out for a long time. <laughs> And meanwhile, we're hearing Clayton talk about why he likes Rachel. He's like, she's so charismatic. She's a pilot. She's intelligent. She's humble. She's got it all. Clayton is so impressed. And he's taking her horseback riding, which he describes as a typical Saturday in Missouri. Uh, Just horseback riding up to a stranger's barbecue. It's what we all do in Missouri. God, that sounds kind of nice. It does. It sounds great. I'm moving. Um. (laughs) And as they're writing, he keeps, like, making these really intense, flirtatious compliments is, to Rachel. Is everything like, you do hot? Like, do you oh. ever do anything that's not hot? This was the <laughs> stupidest line that I was like, oh, he's so into her. Horseback riding just is hot. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He definitely is a, he's got a meathead quality where he does, <laughs> like, he doesn't know what to say, but he's still sweet. Yeah, yeah, he's sweet and like he is a, a hot football player, and that's clearly enough. Like all you have to do is make some sweet compliments, and yeah. a, a woman is like, "Look at this giant, handsome football player who <laughs> thinks that everything I do is hot." Like I'm in. Um, they then happen upon a barbecue. What do you know? Being Claire? Ho- hosted by strangers, they have the- enough food for two more. Yeah. What a coincidence. They're all really leaning into this. Clayton's like, oh, I know that we don't know you, but I just like smelled the food. And I was like, wouldn't that be fun? And they were like, no, we have plenty of food. Please join us. Such an odd bit to commit to. by Bachelor Production. (laughs) Well, also, I felt bad for her because she's on this date and she's got to eat ribs. Ladies, we all know that when you're on your first date, you don't. It's like eating spaghetti, things like that. You're like, oh, God, do I look stupid? I don't know. No I was one. like, she's lucky she gets to Ugh. actually eat a meal. Yeah, but you're on television, like gnawing on a bone. It's like she's gnawing yeah. on a carcass. It's weird. 
it's it's a messy meal. I I would submit that most of the women don't even eat anything on their first yes, date with Clayton. Yeah, they just delicately sip a flute of champagne, or maybe they're fed a strawberry, like things but that you would do associate know. with romance. We already know that everything Rachel does is hot. So yeah, she's like everything I do is hot. I bet sucking on this rib is <laughs> also be hot. Included. You know what I do like about him. I feel like he can go anywhere and get along with everybody. I like that about him. Like, I feel like his world is very diverse. Mm -hmm. And for that, I think he was a good selection. You know, I, I, yeah. I, he seems like a good person who's genuinely interested in other people. Now he's like goofy sometimes, doesn't know what to say. <laughs> but I feel like at the core, I think he's a good person. I agree. Yeah. I think he seems like a really nice guy. He does make jokes. Like, he knows how to put people at ease in certain settings. He knows how to joke around. He's a very nice meathead. Like, I think that right. you kind of nailed it. Like, he really, he mm -hmm. is a, definitely a nice person. And he has an awkwardness to him that is, I think, probably in, endearing because he is this, like, tall, attractive football player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of his part of his thing and he uh helps glaze the the ribs and confides in the stranger that he's excited about a future with rachel as you do a woman asks with strangers. rachel how she feels about clayton and she says that she feels quote seen by him and that she's ready for kids four of them as as it happens mm -hmm. and clayton then we see him join Rachel as she's standing with the couple and they say, oh, Rachel was just saying that she wants 10 kids or maybe 15. <laughs> and he says, oh, I'm just going to go back over here now. And it's like the most mild, obvious joke ever. And he immediately is like, I'm I'm so sorry that I did that. Like, you just have to know I joke a lot. Like, I'm like oh, so sarcastic. Are you like a little joke? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Clayton, like, you don't have to, like, apologize for making, like, the mildest joke of all time. And then he's like, oh, I'm just so sarcastic. Um, but at this point, Clayton and Rachel have the first of several moments that are just, like, weirdly whispery and intimate. I'm she so grabs him so and they just start intensely kissing. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for bringing <laughs> What is that about, by the it's, way? It's a dating ASMR. I think that's what they're engaging in. <laughs> yeah. It's a seduction technique. It creates a sense of intimacy. It's like I'm saying something that's only for your ears. Claire. And then they all eat ribs. Now, with and the meathead-ishness meat of him, I do think he has a perpetual heart on. And I think he's working <laughs> his entire time he's on this show to minimize that hard on. And I is think that's that a hard. meathead thing? Yes. Yes. Like when, the one moment where he's like straddles the girl and puts her on the bar. I'm like their moment they're laughing is because he's got a visible hard on. Well, <laughs> in that moment, I can definitely see that being the case. But I have been really working not to think about such things <laughs> as I watch Clayton's journey. I don't, I, think about it. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Um, so after the meal, <laughs> uh, they go out to, like, the lake, and they sit on the dock. Sweet. And Rachel says, this reminds me of the Midwest, I guess, because it's a landlocked body of water um, and not I, the ocean. I think she was saying because she was around really down-to-earth people mm. who um, just 
Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth, giving them their moment. It wasn't about them. They were letting them have their moment. No one had the, like TikTok out. No one was like posing for photos by the tree. It was just like, we're enjoying being around you. And then I think the While serenity While being filmed. It. Yes. It's, yeah. Serenity. yes. Yeah. That classic Midwestern serenity. <laughs> yeah. So they sit on the end of the dock. They face each other. She's kind of like curled up between his legs. And he says, things have progressed so fast, I don't even know your last name. This is not uncommon on the show. It is their first date. She says, it's Rekia. And he offers his full name as well. She's like, I know. And this is the moment where I was like, oh, okay. He's into like, her. This to He's me so is... Into her. He's like, let's exchange digits, basically. He's like, I'm already thinking outside of the show. And I'll tell you why. Because he wanted to make sure that she knew his middle name. Let me ask you this, ladies of of the (laughs) podcast world. When you're dating someone, how many men are like, I need you to know my full name. It's important you know. I think that's like, we're going the distance kind of thing. I, yeah, he's like, you're going to be seeing this on a lot of official documentation. That's right. (laughs) Going forward, you better be comfortable. (laughs) We're going to spend a lot of time with the notary and you need to be prepared right now. (laughs) Yeah, this was, this was the the conversation of two people who are already thinking about going to the registry and like. Very romantic. Getting that marriage license. I like that. That was sweet. Yeah, they're having this very sweet uh, conversation and. I think we have a clip of this next part of it. We have such a strong connection. It's been like such a short period of time. And I don't think it necessarily has to make sense. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But I I don't want to change it. No. It just feels so good to be here with you. Yeah. And I'm so happy you brought me. And I'm excited for what comes next. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 like, I don't want, I just want to pause time and then just spend more time here with you and not rush the day because it just feels like the day's I know, you know, goes going way too fast. Yeah. When I woke up this morning, I had a run around Houston. I did not think this is how my day was going. <laughs> and I'm so excited that I'm here with you. Yeah. I wow. mean, wow. There's so much whispering. I feel like the whispering is her act of, um, of saying this is so important to me and special that I don't even want anyone to hear it. Like, this is for you. I, I want to make is it between I, us. Yes, for this you. isn't this isn't this about is TV. Yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. This isn't about the camera. And I honestly buy it because they both sound pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like not, like in in the way that I think often when you're saying cheesy things to someone that you actually like yeah. It kind of sounds dumb. Totally. I Here's what I think. I think Clayton is definitely super into her. Like, then they, the next thing that happens is that they do a little callback to her joke in a previous episode about how he's playing hard to get with her. And he's like, I'm giving up on playing hard to get unless. And she's like, unless I'm over you tomorrow. And he says, please don't be over me tomorrow. Mm. I genuinely think that Clayton is really into her. Yeah. With Rachel, I can't tell because to me it does seem like a very well executed yes. performance. And that doesn't mean that it's not genuine. It's just that I like can't read it yet. Yeah. Like the whispering yeah. feels very sensual and like actually kind of optimized for the camera in a weird way because mm-hmm. it comes off as so romantic and intimate, like something that is normally not even shown on 
this but show. obviously we know mm-hmm. that a whisper is still picked up it's still picked up like I, I, like to me it just she's acting so sensual with him she's gently caressing his like, cheek like this almost whole conversation. like has she outplayed the system she's so good at this has she outplayed the system or does she actually <laughs> like him that's how jaded we are yeah, yeah. i think that yeah deeply jaded rachel is sort of a cipher within the show right now like mm-hmm. we know so little about her and i sort of think that that is by design like mm-hmm. the the first real glimpse of us as the audience getting to know her is within the context of how into each other she and Clayton are. And that Mm. is part of what makes me think that she's the final one. Mm. I definitely think she's the final one because he is so into her and because she is selling either her genuine or somewhat convinced, like amped up. Like, I don't know, you know, how strong it is or isn't, but... I do think that she is saying in rapid fire all the things that you have to say to the lead to convince mm-hmm. him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for bringing me. I'm just so happy. I I'm was just so meant excited. to be here. But she's saying them in like an extra intimate, sensual mm-hmm. way. She's caressing his face. Mm-hmm. She's kissing him so slowly and sensually. It felt like a romance movie to me. Like I was like, is this Nicholas Sparks? She's mm-hmm. that good. And no, I kind of was like, I should be nicer to my husband. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. I was like, when's the last time I sensually caressed totally. his cheek and was like, I'm just so excited to be here with you. Yeah. In this apartment where we've been for the last two years. <laughs> I think my boyfriend would like run away from me in disgust. <laughs> He's like so allergic to that kind of shit. I'm allergic to doing it. My husband would be like, what is going on with you? Who are you? <laughs> I mean, I've just learned I don't whisper enough. So I'm going to work on that. I'm taking Yeah, I'm notes. not a whisperer. No. That would definitely really confuse my husband if I started doing a lot of whispering. <laughs> I'm just so glad that we are married. Um, and then it's time for the night date. They are eating in a gut-renovated rustic barn, which has had a number of giant windows installed in the sides. But it is, I looked it up, it is a genuine vintage barn from the 19th century a nice a nice wedding venue it looks like a great wedding claire venue. did it send a, me the website of it it yeah. looks there's a field yeah, yeah it's very it's very it's very footloose mm-hmm. it <laughs> is very footloose wow that yeah. is a great great reference i also know that we've spoken in the past about the stylist um of the show i really fundamentally believe that he dresses him like he's looks like a social science teacher in a boy band. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, he's like youthful in spirit and great with kids. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's he's yeah. Um he wears a turtleneck later that with a chain that could tug a boat. <laughs> yeah. It's not how, it's not what I would do, but um Clayton is feeling good. He's so happy to have more time with Rachel. They sit down for drinks. He's praising her confidence throughout the date. And then he says, but there has been one thing on my mind. And I have a lot of questions. The more I talk to you, the more confused I get and the more questions I have. I'm trying to make sense of it, but it just doesn't make sense. I'm wondering... And Rachel's like sweating bullets oh, oh, at this for point. Sure. I, I got to tell you, I was too. I was like, oh, we yeah. got some scoop on her. Okay. <laughs> She's probably like, what did Shanae say about me? <laughs> and he's like, I'm wondering how a woman as beautiful as you with this badass job that is so kind. I'm wondering how you're here. 
And I'm like, first of all, that is like a low key diss of everyone else. Yeah, who comes he's like on all this these show. other women. I see why they're so desperate. <laughs> no, I kind of get it because then I was like, oh, that must what it's be like must be like to be in your late 20s and a guy, and you meet this incredible woman. There's a part of you with got, that's got a parachute. It's like she is so amazing. Maybe there's something that is a little off if she's not chosen by somebody else already. Well, but it's like, I'm sorry, Clayton. Do you think that women with badass jobs are having the easiest time, like, finding oh, I don't men think he th- who want to marry I don't think he thinks about that. I, that's He's like, I need to mention the badass <laughs> no. job. Yeah, no, I don't think he even goes there. But, like, what does he not considering that that could, in fact, be a no, barrier? quote-unquote problem. Not, the barrier. Not a minute of his day. Not at all. No way. <laughs> so, Rachel is really thrown she has to like toast to keeping me on my toes to buy a second to think of what to say and then she says basically that her job is the impediment she's like i've always wanted to be a pilot but in my last relationship my partner wasn't supportive of it it's very hard for me as a woman being a pilot and i would come home and he was questioning what i did for work he worried about all the travel and the opportunities for cheating that he would hear about on like so message boards oh for pilots that's, that that is by the way a guy that was cheating on her that's projection <laughs> i mean that's just a that's just a bad a recipe for a very toxic partnership like mm-hmm. number one thing you need is trust and mm-hmm. yeah like that's a bad relationship And she says, I want to be married. I want to be a mom. And I also want to do what I've worked so hard to do. But everything happens for a reason. And like, here I am. Maybe I'm supposed to be here. And Clayton. I love this. Has the perfect response. It's funny you said that. (laughs) I do think everything happens for a reason. Like, he's like the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing anyone could say is. Surprised face. Everything happens for a reason. He's like, I've ne- no one ever says that except me. So it's weird yeah. that you would say and agree that everything happens for a reason. I- <laughs> can, can I tell you something? This was my concern, you know, my intuition is I feel like she's a lot smarter than he is and that the romance I'm concerned may dissipate a little bit when she has to explain things to him all the time <laughs> because things don't occur to him that are very basic and she's like, three steps ahead of him it's gonna be a lot of wow it's so funny you say that right (laughs) exactly we have so much in common um yeah i want maybe it's possible that she doesn't mind being that side of the couple if he's very supportive and and admires her um (laughs) who knows but at this moment, she is just blown away or acts very blown away that he also feels that everything happens for a reason. And also that he supports he her says, having a job. He's like, I have no concerns mm-hmm. about your job. I would never hold you back from doing what you love. Good. And she starts crying and is like, you just spoke everything I've needed to hear. It just mm-hmm. makes me so happy. And they make I out. think this part depressed of that, me. I think part. Oh, I think part of that is it seems like he has a really great relationship with his mom. I think that his mom, because they're they have such a nice relationship, that that gives me hope because it's like uh, ebbs and flows, right? With these couples, you're like that I worry about, but not that. But one thing I don't <laughs> worry about is that I think yeah. that the women are a mystery to him in some ways, out like in, in terms of dating. But I do think there's a core to him that really respects his mother 
which is a very good thing in a in a partner. Yeah. He would never ask his mother to quit her job as a pilot <laughs> for a commercial airline ever. Look, I don't I don't even necessarily I don't mistrust that he respects women and their ability to have careers. The thing that depresses me about it is that Rachel is like, wow, this man set the bar unbelievably high because he literally on our first date did not ban me from pursuing a career. And I was like, this is a really sad state of affairs. Right, because the shitty ex-boyfriend who was definitely cheating on her, who goes on Reddit threads to read about pilot life, but a guy that's a piece of shit. She deserves someone great. She does. And maybe maybe Clayton is that guy. It does concern me. Like It's like when you think that a specific quality is hard to find in a partner and then you find it, you might perhaps overly latch on to that because you think right, that it's very true. rare. Right. But I actually do think that there is more than one man out there mm-hmm. who is a viable partner for Rachel who would not make her quit her job as a pilot. Exactly. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, but she, this is an, a, a sensitive point for her, and she's very emotional. And at this moment, he sweeps Rachel into a private concert with country band Restless Road. And a little background on Restless Road. I thought they were brothers, but I think they're just wearing similar hairstyles. Oh. They actually I met assumed they were the related X-Factor. as well. They were made into a band by the X Factor, like the thing where oh, the wow. the judges are like, "You're yeah. eliminated, but you can come back if you form a country group with these other two contestants." I was excited for them. I don't listen to that particular style of music, but I thought that that's probably a great moment for their career, and for that, I salute them. They were yeah, cute. I mm-hmm. they they played us a new single they had coming out, and yes, I did Google them because I thought they were all cute, oh, and good. I was like. Then it worked for them. It, it, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes Claire, sense that's for them Claire and I went down a whole um, like <laughs> fantasy road where we were like, what if Clayton is the Claire Crawley of this season and oh. Rachel's his one? And so he must propose to her tomorrow and then he will be replaced by Restless Road. The lead singer of well, Restless you know Road. I'd be into that. Right? Listen, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. That's a twist we've never had. They definitely... They definitely have a Jonas Brothers adjacent vibe yes. to them. Yes. And the Jonas Brothers were my kryptonite. I was in college and definitely too old for the Jonas <laughs> Brothers uh, when they were a thing. Um, this is my SOS. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Restless Road has their big moment. And as they are singing about growing old with the object of their affection, Clayton does see himself growing old with Rachel. Oh. So he gives her the rose and he murmurs into her ear, I will never dim your light. That is very sweet, but cheesy. It's both things. Two things can be true. And that's why these two are the final ones. Yeah. No, truly. Like Mm -hmm. you see these other dates where you see him being like, I'm glad I picked you for this date. This has been a lot of fun. Correct. Like you're great. This is the only one where he's like, I'm so sad that this date is going by so quickly because all I want to do is be with you and not dim your light. (laughs) Like, And he almost melts into her like their bodies melt into one another in a way that I don't see him do with other girls. With Shanae, I feel like he's got the boner for her, but it's not like they're in sync with one another. Oh, no, no. That is, that has a clear expiration date. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, in her In the Moment, Rachel says she's falling in love, and she thinks that he is feeling the same, and I think she is correct. Mm. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to talk about the group date. Can you keep up? I like love I am someone who is perpetually facing the issue of my closet is messy and full, and yet I feel like I have nothing to wear. Mm. But Quince has been an absolute game changer for my style. Same. If I really need a new luxury basic, I know where I'm going to find one that is going to fit the bill, work for a lot of different occasions and styles. And I'm also going to stay on budget, which is a huge plus. They have items like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for just $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passing... uh, and passes the savings on to us. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for their wardrobe basics. Like, I have a really amazing leather blazer from Quince, but I also have gotten really into, like, their luggage and travel accessories. I just purchased an incredible, like, neoprene weekender bag, and it is such high quality. The color is beautiful. And I spent about half as much as I would have spent on a very similar product from a fancier brand name. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash LTSI. If you're a wine lover, here's a little secret. There is a personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to discover new wines you're guaranteed to enjoy. To start, you just answer a few questions on their website about what flavors you like, how often you drink wine, and if you prefer red, white, or rosé. As always, I love a quiz. (laughs) And based on the answers that you give, First Leaf curates a really amazing selection of wines. Just for you. Later, when you rate those wines, your wine selection gets even more tailored. Choose when the wine is delivered and how often to get new assortments of wine. If you want wine pairing advice or to talk about the wines in your box, you can always speak with one of their First Leaf experts. As someone who loves wine but really doesn't know much about why I like certain bottles and what it goes with, this is such an incredible way to get to know your own taste in wine better. I know. I totally agree. I got to try the Chenin Blanc from South Africa that is part of First Leaf's premium wines collection, and it was so good, and it was not something that I would have necessarily picked out myself a quiz, and good wine. I mean, everyone's winning here. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI to get your first box. That's T-R-Y firstleaf.com slash LTSI. Tryfirstleaf.com slash LTSI. And we're back, and the group date card has arrived. Sarah, Eliza, Teddy, Marlena, Jill, Susie, Mara, Sierra, Hunter, Lindsay, Genevieve, Gabby, and dun-dun-dun, Shanae. And the date card says, 
Meet me at the stadium. I get that they all don't want their group date to be ruined by Shanae's presence, but wouldn't they be kind of disturbed if Shanae got a one-on-one? Because that would mean Clayton was really, like, investing in her. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be on either a one-on-one or on this group date. They were hoping she would be the only one just, like, not to get a date. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Left at the mansion. Like, they didn't keep her through this week so that she could sit at the man- uh, at the hotel suite all week. Um, that morning, Sierra, Gabby, and Genevieve are sort of loudly chatting in a common space about like how very loudly. much they hate Shanae. Like, this was, like, not that tactical on their part. Like, they live with Shanae. And also, but. it seems, like, very produced. Oh, this Correct. is so produced. Yeah. So produced. They're, like, yelling. They're talking, and yeah. Shanae is being filmed, just happening to arise from a nap <laughs> on the other side of the wall. Yeah. Like, we know that they are not getting filmed while they take naps. Like, that is not Creep, part of but, the standard film. And it would be show. creepy. It would be creepy. Yeah. So they have this very staged scene of Shanae appearing to awake, rising from the bed, going over to the wall, listening. And then we hear the muffled conversation coming from the other side. This is all completely acted out, obviously. Um, but the women are saying, basically, she never apologized about the cocktail party or anything. She sucks. Now she knows that doing stuff like that will work out for her. And we need to all band together and go to Clayton to let him know that Shanae is not the kind of woman he wants to marry. Mm. And that's the only way that they can get rid of Shanae. In her In the Moment, Sierra says that Shanae is a copperhead and she's about to get her with her <laughs> shovel. <laughs> Sierra is really leaning into her her role yeah. as the villain hunter. Yeah, she's like, this is who I am. I accept it. I've taken on this challenge, and I'm just going <laughs> to ride it out as long as I can. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's getting a lot of, like, f- fun, spicy in the moments out of it. And Shanae, having overheard this, apparently... Uh, is furious. She's like, it's so fucked up to scheme to send me home. Like, that isn't, like, exactly what she did with Elizabeth. And also, she literally just said, don't fuck with me, because if you fuck with me, I will get you kicked off. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's one thing to be like, I'm gonna win at the game of getting people kicked off, but she does seem, like, so outraged morally whenever the shoe is on the other foot. And so they head to their group date, which is a literal tailgate. This is this is big for us because as anyone who's been listening to our recaps knows, we rate each episode on its tailgate energy out of Bud Lights. <laughs> and so a literal tailgate in the middle of the episode was just Too much. chef's yeah. kiss. Also, an opportunity for us to learn for the first time that football was a major part of Clayton's life. So we're yeah. getting like a little peek. I, behind for the one, had had no idea about this no about idea. him. I totally was like, clueless. I was like, there's so <laughs> little I know about Clayton, um, and what I need to understand is his relationship to sports ball. So right. thankfully, I now I, I now understand that. And I just want—I don't know if you guys clocked the intense product placement. Oh, I did in this day as a Hyundai clearly- girl myself. <laughs> Clearly sponsored not only by the Houston NRG Stadium, but also, yes, by Hyundai's Ionic 5 electric SUV. Nice. We get a lingering camera shot on the, like, grill um, 
branding of the Ionic 5. And then we get a little tutorial of Clayton showcasing one of the features. Unbelievable. Um, but so he's like, Gabby, if you want to start this grill, you you can plug it into the car using this process. Oh and then we get some up-close shots of the plug. I was like, I hope that was, that was worth it. <laughs> Hyundai must have given them so much money. Like, I can't Throw think it of any. Threw it they got him. like 30 seconds of direct product salesmanship. It's not even like in the background. He's like, here's a cool feature that you might, if you're a tailgater, for example, that you might like. And the women are all thrilled to be at a tailgate. They thought it might be a football game uh, that they would have to like get dirty. And instead they're having fun. They're drinking buds. They're doing little, Gabby leads some of the women in a little cheer dance. And then, alas... A whistle pierces the air. I love how immediately all of the women knew exactly what was happening and were, like, so unhappy about it. (laughs) Yeah, I would be, too. I would be, too. No, I found it so relatable. They were like, oh, my God, we went to a stadium, but maybe we got out of having (laughs) to do forced physical violence. And then they're like, God damn it. We're playing football. Yeah, sorry. A tailgate with no football being played by the contestants is very season one of The Bachelor. Like, they would never go never. back to that. Um, but this is Marlena's chance to shine. I mean, truly. She is so hyped. She's like, I'm an Olympian. I'm an Olympian. I was in the Olympics. I'm an Olympian. Throw the ball to me. I mean, she knows, which is correct, that if she catches the football, it's over. Like, she can score yeah. because no one can can keep up with her running. I do want to point out that she was the first Haitian athlete to qualify for the semifinals in the 400-meter dash at the 2012 London Olympics. So that's highly impressive. And I'm like, she deserves to talk about that every five minutes because that's She does. No, it's incredible. I appreciate that they included all of those mentions. Yeah, she deserves Because this show has not showcased her Olympianness enough (laughs) yet. Um, but this this is going to do it because all the women on the other team are like, we're going to lose because Marlena's an Olympian. And all the women on Marlena's team are like, we're going to win because Marlena's an Olympian. Sure. And, they're and then Marlena scores like two touchdowns. <laughs> and she just obviously dominates this date. Despite the fact that like pretty clearly most of these women don't know the rules of football or how to play football, no which no. which no. was relatable to me. And also, like, even if you sort of know the rules of football, once you're, like, in the scrum, I think, it, for me, a lot a of note. it would go out yeah. the window. There's a great scene where <laughs> um, where uh, Sierra. someone fumbles the ball, uh, or it's an incomplete pass. It's a dead ball. Sierra picks up the ball, runs it back, and the whole team is celebrating a touchdown. <laughs> and the commentators and the coaches and Clayton are all like, yeah, what? That's not part of it. Like, you can't. That ball doesn't, wasn't in play. Like, you can't play. And I would be like, yeah, I sort of knew that. But at the same time, we were all out here. And, like, I'm wearing this yeah, honestly, helmet on my head. I probably, if I saw the ball and I managed to get it and everyone was, I probably would have just, like, run. Like, just in case, you know, get into the end zone. Like, you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Hope for the best. Um, we got a lot of, like, aggressive trash talk as well as they're getting ready Clearly, for this. Clearly, this was you know, elicited by production because they oh, was it yeah. was very yeah. like over the top trash talk. <laughs> but of course yeah. they featured Shanae and Sierra very heavily. Yeah. And Marlena. And Marlena. Oh, Marlena Sierra and Shanae are like mad at each other. And Marlena's, and Marlena's just, Marlena's just generally, like having fun. Yeah. Marlena's yeah. having a great time. 
Um, they are going to be playing what the show refers to as the Bachelor Bowl. They're really going all in on, like, the Bachelor crossover with the NFL. They're like, we're in the middle of NFL playoffs. This is the Bachelor's version of that. They do, like, a grainy filtered highlight reel from every past Bachelor we, or Bachelorette group date. We actually have group date a clip containing of, football. This, of this reel. <laughs> oh, my God. The Bachelor Bowl. A competition for love. Born on Mansion Flagstone. Fiery passions ignited by a simple backyard game of touch. Then, a bigger arena. Where the brave-hearted jousted for the hand of the fair maiden. A wise man once said, love hurts. He must have been there in the stands at Bachelor Bowl 2. The game became a pitched battle for the soul, where only winners grasp the rim. And there goes the Bachelor Nation lives and breathes the game. It's all in the name of love. Wow. Um, I truly felt like I was watching an ESPN documentary. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Jesse and Hannah are having lots of fun with the commentary. Um, and so is Clayton, honestly. Like, Clayton is just, like, really excited to see all of his love interests, like, smash into each other and not know the rules of football so he can lightly mock them. And at one point, he's like, you've really got to, like, tackle hard, otherwise it'll hurt more. And then he, like, laughs. And I'm like, you're talking to a bunch of, like, extremely not trained Correct. women. Right. This is funny <laughs> to you. Um, so they do power through this game. The Purple Punishers, Marlena's team. Obviously win. 21 Obviously to wins. Right. Despite how they keep turning the ball over by fumbling the snap, which is something that you will not often see in an actual <laughs> they, they just, like, game. fully drop it. <laughs> um, but every time Marlena does get the ball live, live ball, she just scores a touchdown. So that's all it really takes. This means... This means that Shanae's team has lost and she has to head back to the suite and wait to see what Sierra and, Sierra and Genevieve say about her to Clayton at the after party. This is really cruel. They all like injure each other. And then it's like, sorry, not all of you even get time. And like poor like Jill again is like, you gotta be kidding me. You guys. <laughs> I know, they are just really trying to torture Jill at this point. Um. So the purple punishers at the after party are Marlena, Sierra, Teddy, Sarah, Genevieve, Susie, and Mara. And they're so excited to have a cocktail party without Shanae. And Teddy sits down with him first and shows him just a really nasty, fresh it looking shiny. I was like, scrape. Teddy, get a band-aid. <laughs> like someone give this woman a band-aid. It was I don't know. I was just concerned. I was like, you're gonna bang this again. Clayton's yes. going to accidentally knock your knee. I'm I'm or, concerned. Yeah. Or he's going to let his finger wander up your leg and then embed itself. His fingers will be sitting in the antibiotic cream. And then he'll put his hand up to your face, crush your face, and into your hair. Well, Clayton seems really freaked out by it. He's like, I almost touched your wound. Like, maybe put a Band-Aid on it. She's like, ha-ha, let's kiss some more. Um, but she tells him during the sit-down that she's having a hard week because he's developing these other connections and she's 
feeling really anxious about having to like win his love and she relates it back to when she was young and her parents separated a lot and because she was so young she didn't really understand what why her dad wasn't always around and so she would try to be perfect um so that he would love her Mm, uh, which is really heartbreaking and then clayton says i understand because i was in that same spot and i was like your parents parents famously married for 30 years he just fully glazed over all of the stuff she told him about her family history and was like yeah i was also on the show so he (laughs) just doesn't know how to respond to this um but they do make out and he's like just keep being you and teddy has been placated for this week (laughs) meanwhile the other women though are trying to decide as a collective whether to go to clayton and report shanae to the authorities which Mm. the authorities (laughs) being clayton and sierra and genevieve are like we gotta do it and some of the other women are clearly like i want to but i also like don't really want to be a part of this narrative but sierra's like I'm doing it. This is the role I'm playing. I've agreed to it. Like, it's happening. Yeah. Sierra has this running line that keeps coming up that she's like, you need to choose someone that has good traits as a wife and a mother. Like, I need to tell Clayton that, like, she's not going to be someone you would want to marry. Like, Sierra's bringing a lot of the, like, wifey types are one type and Shanae Let me tell you, you can have children and be really unpleasant to be around (laughs) (laughs) uh back at the hotel meanwhile the blue team has returned devastated stinky they're all commiserating when shanae gets up and leaves um and in her in the moment she's like i'm pissed because of all these two-faced bitches you don't need to kiss my ass but don't be fake and don't talk about me and really her rules are like don't be fake. Don't talk about me. Don't talk to me. Don't not talk to me. You like, cannot win. Don't be because, nice to me. Yeah, don't be if you're to nice me. to her, then you're fake. <laughs> and if you ignore her, then you're bullying her. So, like, right. you cannot win. Yeah. But she has a has plan. Has anyone tried just being directly mean to her? Like, maybe that would actually confuse her and work to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I loved her we outfit. haven't seen I, that tactic. I loved her outfit. Oh, she looked hot. Sorry. She does put on oh, a very good yeah. dress because as she says, Beautiful. she has a plan because she is someone who stands up for justice in this world. And the way to do that <laughs> is to interrupt the group date. So meanwhile, Sierra has been sitting with Clayton and telling him that the women were really shocked that he kept Shanae because, quote, based off the character we know of you to be, if you knew the full story, you wouldn't want somebody like that to be your wife. And Clayton is like, yeah, so today you kept tackling Shanae when she didn't have the ball? Like, what's that about? And she's like, oh, I didn't know you shouldn't do that. I thought you should just tackle everyone. (laughs) Anyway, Shanae is taking advantage of what a good guy you are. And in fairness, um, if you're not really a, a real football fan, it does just kind of seem like they're all tackling each other. And in fact, there are a lot of rules about when you're allowed to tackle people. Um. So he's like, thank you for expressing your opinion because otherwise I'm just going off of what I see. And I'm like, Clayton, you could have asked them at the rose ceremony. He he doesn't like asking specific questions. He's Mm -hmm. just waiting for them to come forward. So Genevieve also kind of reinforces what Sierra has said and says in her one-on-one time that 
you know, Shanae is lying and has an inability to apologize and just, like, generally sucks. And at this point, Clayton is getting annoyed. He's like, why is Shanae still coming up? I thought we were over this because I sent someone who's not Shanae home. I thought it was done. And no, Clayton. Of course it's not done. Why would he assume that it was over? Shanae was always the one coming forward with drama. So, like, why would he assume that by sending home the person who never came to him with drama, that it would be over at this point. Ultimately, Shanae does interrupt this date. Clayton is having a lovely conversation with Sarah, who stays out of things and does not talk about Shanae. And in the middle of their conversation, Shanae opens the door and walks in. And we do have a clip of her very awkward exchange with Clayton. Uh, Can I interrupt for a second? Yeah, how did you... Were you on the losing team? No. The winning team. The winning team? The blue squad lost. I deserve to be here, so I wanted to come see you. Okay. 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 All right. It's so weird because he'll have these moments where she does something. And I think this is what makes me think that it's... Producer-driven. Producer-driven. His reaction is like, why is she here? And like, and that felt genuine. That felt genuine. And then she's saying these ludicrous things. She's like, actually, I was on the winning team. Or like, oh, I deserve to be here. Like, kind of off-putting things to say. And he's really thrown by them. But he doesn't know how to tell her to go away. So he's like, okay, I guess we'll have this conversation now. But then he does end up very enthusiastically lifting her up on a bar to make mm-hmm. out. So I'm like, maybe it's just like a little producer and a little like anything she's hot. kissing him. He yeah, I think he's hot. like, she yeah. won't stick around long. I would like to make out with this hot lady <laughs> on a bar. Like, right. whatever. But I do think his reaction was genuine in the moment with Sarah. Like, I think if he had been given a choice in that moment, he would have preferred to keep talking to Sarah because I think he likes Mm -hmm. her more. Um, I love when Sarah headed back to the group and was like, you'll never believe what happened. Shanae is here. And Sierra compares Shanae to a Karen asking to speak to the manager. I died. Which is totally so accurate. It's so accurate. Well, it's, like, the same sort of similar to what I was thinking before about how, like, sexist it is. That it's, like, she thinks that, like, she can just go, like, refer to the higher authority and the higher authority will, like, take her side. And then, like, everyone else will just have to shut up. She's, like, it's probably a very spoiled person in her regular adjacent life. Certainly giving that energy in this performance. And... Meanwhile, Clayton is telling Shanae that he's happy she's there, but he has questions for her. He brings up the concerns that he has after talking to some of the women. And she's like, oh, well, I overheard Gabby and Sierra and Genevieve plotting to get me sent home and to say all this stuff about me. And I'm just like, it's so hard. I don't know how to hang out with them. Like, everything is good. Like, they'll say something nice to me, but then I'll hear them talking shit about me. And, like, I'm confused. And Clayton's like, me too. And that I really believe. He's definitely confused. confused. He's like, the only answer is just to placate her and make out with her. And then. Yeah. 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 Then she's like, are there any specific accusations? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I witnessed at least one or two from Genevieve like Genevieve was like she can't apologize 
and he doesn't she's listen to specifics. A liar. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think he's he's like completely dissociating in these yeah. moments. <laughs> he is. It's a, it's, it's it's probably worked very well for him throughout his life. Yeah. And then she's like, so why are people trying to knock me down again? And I'm like, Shanae, no one was trying, quote unquote, to knock you down before. He would never have heard anything bad about you if you hadn't gone to him first about Wait. Elizabeth. Oh and then God. you only and then he only heard about you from Elizabeth when she was directly defending herself. So this narrative, now she's twisting it and like yeah, trying everyone's to out to get her as it. though she did not instigate like every part of this conflict. It yeah. is wild, but it's working for her thus far. Like, we know she'll yeah. flame out at some point, but it's working well. And then she's like, I really kicked butt on this date, and I had this, like, <laughs> sexy dress, so I just wanted to, like, come see you. What do you think of the dress? And he's like, it's about as good as I would expect. And then they make out in several locations, including <sighs> on the bar. And then he starts making these little suggestive comments about how sturdy the bar is. Well, that's oh. because I think they were laughing about his boner. I definitely can see there being a boner involved in that conversation. It definitely had that that vibe. (laughs) And in her in the moment, Shanae's like, I have him. Trust me. I know I have him. Um, But meanwhile, the women outside have been waiting. They know that Shanae is with him. But it is Shanae who comes out to see them. And she's like, Genevieve, Sierra, keep my name out of your fucking mouths. And she takes their football trophy, which is sitting on the table, and throws it, like, in the bushes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Just straight into the bushes, whirls it away. And then we see her in an ITM saying, it's Shanae's show, not The Bachelor. Boom. Now, see, End of episode. Shanae, Shanae is not trying to win. Because if she were trying to win, She would Clayton, never say this. She would never do this. Never. That was her grave error. No. Unless, unless, unless this is she's the just trying she's to be. Playing. Yeah, she's just trying to be a really colorful person who makes it pretty far. But, like, she's got to know that he's going to hear about She's gotten this. the most screen time out of anyone thus far. So but I think that, that that moment was a little overplaying the hand. Saying this isn't The Bachelor, this is The Shanae Show was, like, a little too much. <laughs> oh, it's going to make are, the show come, like, uh, definitely throw you under the bus. Yeah. Yeah, I am curious. Like, I, I think that if she were really interested in Clayton, she would know... This is going to either get back to him or one day he'll watch the show and we won't have a future. Like, people who Mm -hmm. want to marry The Bachelor do not act like this. But I think that she knows she can get really far with what she does have with Clayton. And she's getting lots of screen time. I mean, guys, she has a whole TikTok video of her just, like, eating shrimp. Like, she's leaning in. Oh, gross. Okay. She's she's like probably eating exclusively shrimp at this point just to taunt people. <laughs> um, and so with that, we are left without an end to the group date. Cliffhanger for next week. Who's going to get the group date, Rose? What is Clayton going to do with the other women after disappointing them so gravely by making out with Shanae when she wasn't even supposed to be at the Mm. after party? I I guess we will have to wait and see. Kate, thank you so much for joining us through this recap. It has been a delight. Delight for me, too. Thank you. Now it's time for love to see it, hate to see it. First, love to see it. Jill, 
really shining with her with her commentary, talking heads about Shrimpgate. I want to see more women who don't really, quote unquote, belong on The Bachelor, who seem like they have just like interesting, weird personalities. I want to see more of that on this season. I don't think that enough attention is paid to casting women like Jill and... I love get her getting some shine this week. I, I agree. We we love Jill. We also love to see Hannah Storm and Jesse Palmer doing the color commentary at the Bachelor Bowl. This is just where we really see Jesse Palmer in his natural habitat. And I love that for him. Also love to see Gabby in a moment this. that we forgot to cover. When Clayton tells her she has to protect during the football game, she goes, Why? <laughs> And, like, honestly, good question. Yeah, like, I love Gabby. Uh, I just, I love Gabby. She's just bringing, bringing the extremely relatable content. And she's like, I didn't ask for this. And now it's time for Hate to See It. First, we hate to see Shanae just masterfully rising from the ashes of her mentor, Cassidy. Like, a masterful play, and yet so painful and frustrating to watch. And it's eating up so much time. And, uh, you know... I'd like to get to know, like, any of the other women. Truly. And, you know, I was reading some of the commentary from Ash Talks Batch, um, the Bachelor commentator, and she pointed out that, like, Clayton is, like, kind of forming connections with a diverse array of the women and does seem genuinely interested in a lot of them. And yet we're only talking about or seeing these like blonde women having feuds because of Shanae. And it's very irritating. Next, hate to see Elizabeth appearing to lie about being in the hot tub when Shanae brought out shrimp. I hated to see this because Elizabeth has, as far as we can see, been like pretty seriously victimized by Shanae and I do not want to ever have to say Shanae has you there girl but unfortunately that is kind of what I thought at this point <laughs> unfortunately this was this moment was in fact on camera so yeah I wanted I wanted Elizabeth to keep on that high road and and so I was I was sad to see that same we also hated to see forced physical violence in the form of a uh, a football date, full tackle football date. We are glad that they were provided some sort of padding, but we don't really love to see such entanglement with the NFL. And we don't want even any light potential for CTE for these women. Yeah, zero concussions are better than even one concussion, in my controversial opinion. Next, hate to see... Again, a clause coming out comment. I believe it was Serene who commented that the clause might come out on the group date. These ladies are just really into the cat fight metaphor this season, and I hate that throwback. Oh, I thought it was over. We also hate to see Rachel believing that the very high bar for straight men she dates is to not ban her from having any semblance of a career. I just, I want better for Rachel and, frankly, for all women out there. Finally, we do hate to see Clayton totally seeming to buy into Shanae's whole shtick and believing her very weak 
defense of her actions and then not only sending home Elizabeth, but later spending his group date making out with her, even though she wasn't supposed to even be at that part of the group date. Um, It's hard to watch how completely snookered he is by her at every turn. Ugh, hate it. Again, not a good investigator. And finally, of course, our tailgate energy rating out of 10 Bud Lights. We we have to give it a 10. I mean, there was a literal tailgate and a football game. Yeah, this... I never expected to see something so completely on the nose because not only was there a literal tailgate and a literal football game, there was on the only other date that we saw a barbecue, which is sort of just like a a tailgate without football, you know? I mean, God, off the charts. (laughs) A tailgate tailgate in a backyard. (laughs) Off the charts, tailgate energy. Just all the Bud Lights one can consume. That's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our guest, Kate Casey. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, help us spread the word about our show, especially to any of your friends who used to listen to us when we were here to make friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in a future mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at love to see it pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for the end of this very dramatic group date. Can you keep up? I like love it. Stitcher. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.